the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Rob Black. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare, Briefing.com, Chief Market Strategist. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hello, Rob. Doing fine, thank you. I'm surprised you're here today. I thought you would have been out there with all the other Wall Streeters and going to the Hamptons for the week. Well, I guess that's one of the benefits of living in Chicago. <laughs> the Hamptons aren't easy to get to, and can't say I really want to go there. I was just teasing, so kind of throwing out that cliche, if you know what I'm saying, of what everyone thinks I hear Wall you. Street does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With that said, um, important week or not important week ahead of us as far as some of the data goes? Um, you know, at this point, I think you have to look at all data as being important, um, given okay. what we know about the, the Fed's perspective on, you know, what they're going to do with policy rates. They are, uh, what what do they say? Data dependent. <laughs> and they continue to say that. Uh, we heard Janet Yellen say that on Friday even. And, uh, you know, she caused a little bit of a stir, I think, just with her acknowledgement that she would think it would be appropriate to raise rates this year if the economy continues to recover. And I think part of the upset in the early going here with uh, today's action is the fact that the you know the durable orders report and the new home sales reports uh, were all okay um, and basically fit into that uh, area that would lead the Fed to go ahead and raise policy rates before the end of the year. Um, you know they weren't you know considerably strong, but they weren't certainly weren't weak. But I think this Fed is desperately looking for a reason to raise rates. Um, and the data so far this morning has kind of uh, worked in their favor in that respect. When the interest rates do come, and now, you know, we've been saying for a year, it's probably going to be 2015, late 2015, early 2016. It's kind of starting to get to late 2015, early 2016. We're getting closer and closer in real time. Yeah. What do you think the market will do? Well, you know, what you allude to is it's not going to be a mystery, uh, you know, when the Fed does does raise rates. It shouldn't be anyway. Um, you know, they have been telegraphing their desire to raise interest rates. I think the market is cognizant that, you know, um, that, you know, the Fed most likely is going up with interest rates, not down with interest rates. Um, you know, the issue will be uh, really is in terms of you know, how fast the Fed has to raise interest rates, right? I think that uh, part of the turbulence we're seeing right now is that even though the, the market is aware that the policy rate is, is going to be headed higher, um, 
it, you're already at a point, you know, valuation-wise where you're stretched. And that's before interest rates have come up. That's with profit margins at record high. Uh, and uh, and there's some concern, really, that there's not going to be much left uh, in this rally when those rates start to go up. And it would certainly be troublesome if the Fed got caught in a position of having to raise rates a lot faster than the market expected them to raise rates um, because you do have this higher starting point valuation-wise, and that could you know, invite the, you know, the, the correction that hasn't been seen for, for multiple years now. Do we have a perfect storm hitting the markets and we should be paying attention to the signs? You have higher interest rates coming. You've got high valuations currently. You have worldwide investment banks basically saying, you know, we're fearing deflation, we're lowering the cost of money. And you also have the stronger dollar out of all of this. Is this going to be a perfect storm? Should we be a little bit more proactive in cutting our risk in our portfolio? You know, I think so. I think we've had, you know, quite the run, obviously, uh, you know, five of the last six years with double-digit gains. The last three consecutive uh, with double-digit gains. Um, we're at a starting point here now of, you know, being, you know, highly valued. And I think this is the type of market and, uh, where you, you do look to start you know, taking some money off of those big winners and looking to reallocate uh, to some of the laggards that are set up better for, um, you know, stronger price gains over a long-term perspective here. Um, You know, what you've got here, I think, are the ingredients for a market that's going to struggle to go up. Um, And if any of those ingredients turn out to be a little bit more uh, toxic than we expected. You also have the potential makings for a market that could go down, you know, a, a decent amount, um, uh, more so than what we've been seeing, certainly, in, in recent years. And so I think this is a time to, to certainly be a little bit more cautious about um, how you're looking at the equity market here because, uh, you know, you still don't have that uh, those economic fundamentals supporting the um, you know stock valuations at these levels, and you have earnings growth that's decelerating, and, and that's you know not a great combination. We need to see those two things turn around uh, to be more constructive here. But uh, based on what we can see and what we know right now, it would be prudent, we think, to exercise a little bit more caution um, uh, with your uh, investment portfolios. It's tough to actually pull off exactly what you just said, in large part for me and people in the Bay Area, and we all live in different areas, um, we have the unicorn economy where we have billionaires on paper and we look at our friends and we're like, I wish I would have started that app. I wish I would have done that. Um, and our only alternative is to like not play the stock market, but hope in the stock market. Um, any thoughts on how to kill that? Not, I, guess, I guess it's greed or I guess it's hope. Beat me down, Pat. Beat me down. Well, yeah. well, you know, when I answer a question like that, though, I always feel a little bit sheepish about doing so because it ter- it, it it comes out as a one-size-fits-all piece of investment advice, right? And it's not meant to be that way because we all do have different needs. We all have different risk tolerances. You know, one individual's need to raise cash uh, might be stronger now than it is for another individual's, you know, who, who has the ability to ride out, you know, volatility here in, in the near term. So really the idea is, is that maybe you don't, don't get so caught up in individual stock selection, you know, dollar cost average through, you know, mutual funds, spread the risk, if you will. Um, but if you consider yourself a, a true investment-minded individual, um, you're going to see – these periods of upset 
and you're, you're probably better off riding through them. That's what, you know, history has suggested. Uh, it can be painful at times, and you can take steps to try to mitigate some of those losses by doing what, you know, I was suggesting, where you look at some of those real big winners you have, taking some money off the table in those areas, look at some sectors that have gone really gangbusters, take some money off there, and then and then take a step back and objectively look at those areas that have not done as well, that may be priced at more attractive levels, that set up better for portfolio rebalancing efforts uh, that you can ride out over the long term and, and see better returns over the long term. So, um, so that's what I would say right now to, to most people. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Strategist at Briefing.com. It's a web page I start my day every day with. Pat's article, page one, uh, is a must read, and it kind of gets sets the tone for me. One of the things that I'm seeing at briefing.com as far as their stock market update page is Greece making waves about not making debt payments to IMF next week. Do we care at this point in time? Because it feels like it's a three-year-old story that Greece is going to inevitably fail. You know, I, you've got to care about it, I think, okay. uh, because even if they even if it, you don't have a major contagion effect to the eurozone, I think you're going to see the European Central Bank uh, do what it can uh, still to ring fence that potential contagion effect. Um, you you kind of—it's one of those issues where you just kind of really don't really know, you know, what's going to happen, but you realize there could be potential. Uh, sizable downside risk uh, that, that's unaccounted for. You know, there's a lot of complacency tied up in this idea that it's not going to be a big deal, and you have to be mindful of that. Um, so pay attention to it um, because I do think it can create some, some volatility here in the near term if, if the reality does come home, you know, to roost because we've been in a market environment where we've learned to fear worst-case scenarios not unfolding. Um, and we may actually see that this time, and we'll see what happens. But uh, I wouldn't approach it with such a complacent mindset. We saw today home prices in 20 U.S. cities rise faster than projected. If you're making the argument that stock market valuations are stretched, are housing valuations stretched as well? Well, it's uh, you know when you look at the fact that you know home prices continue to rise at a much sharper rate than incomes do, um, yeah, you know you could make that argument. I mean, you're seeing double-digit price gains in certain areas of the of the country. I think San Francisco led uh, this month's um, uh, price gains. I think double-digit, 10% or so in the San Francisco area. Um, so you know it's like kind of like the stock market. There's going to be pockets of overvaluation, and there's going to be areas that are looking better than than not, and, you know, where the price gain is a little bit more steady and, and uh, uh, less worrisome. Um, but, um, you know, you've had, uh, you know, quite a nice improvement in, in home values that for those individuals who own homes uh, has been helpful to help repair some of that lost equity during the, you know, the housing market crash. Uh, that could potentially help boost consumer spending. Um, but in any event, it also makes it easier for those homeowners to potentially relocate, uh, which they haven't been able to do because of, you know, being underwater perhaps with their mortgages. So, so there's pros and cons to on both sides of that question. Uh, but I would suggest that there probably are some areas of overvaluation, but um, probably not there from a national standpoint. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare. You can find him online at briefing.com. Briefing is a non-biased source of international domestic stock market economy, uh, technical stories tied towards business and the economy. 
I strongly suggest uh, taking a look into it. You can find it at briefing.com. I, myself, am Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com. I always have seminars coming up. There's one coming up just right around the corner. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. So Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.